Hey, Drew Dixon from Love Thy Nerd back with you for another Bible Thump, and we find ourselves in Mark's Gospel. We're almost done. We're really close to the end. So this is Mark 15, beginning in verse 1. As soon as it was morning, having held meetings with the elders, scribes, and the whole Sanhedrin, the chief priests tied Jesus up, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, You say so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate questioned him again, Are you going to answer? Look how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still did not answer. And Pilate was amazed. At the festival, Pilate used to release for the people a prisoner whom they requested. There was one named Barabbas who was in prison with rebels who had committed murder during the rebellion. The crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do for them as was his custom. Pilate answered them, Do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew it was because of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd so that he would release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate asked them, Then what do you want me to do with one you call king of the Jews? Again they shouted, Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Why? What has he done wrong? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him! Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them, and and after having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. Okay, so, um, just want to mention a few things. Um, first, I think there's this theory, uh, going around today, um, that, that the cross is divine child abuse. That in the cross, there's a sort of, um, disdain among certain people about the cross, about Jesus going to the cross, because it's this idea that God sentenced his own son to death. And there's a problem with that way of thinking, um, or that accusation. It's an accusation against Jesus and Christianity. Um, so, uh, one of the ways that Christianity is discredited today. And um, I think you can see through it in this passage. You can see that that accusation doesn't hold a lot of weight um, if you'll look at this passage uh, and, and what what's going on here. Because what's going on here is Jesus is choosing the cross. You see, Pilate knows that Jesus is innocent. We know Jesus is innocent. Everyone, I mean, I think those who are accusing him know he's innocent. Uh, Pilate sees that the accusations against Jesus are pretty weak, that they don't have a lot of merit, that he's not committed treason, that he's not um, done anything worthy of death. Pilate knows this and is giving Jesus an opportunity to do what almost everybody does who's in this kind of situation, who's actually innocent. If you're actually innocent and you're accused of a crime, what do you do? Um, you plead your case, you make a case, you show evidence that <laughs> there's, you know, these claims have no have no basis in fact. You would you would present your case to the court, to the judge, to the jury. You would want to make really clear that you're not guilty, right? Um, so if you're actually not guilty, you speak up for yourself, right? Because no one wants to suffer the consequences for things that they didn't do, um, and Jesus doesn't. He's given opportunities to speak up for himself. Pilate says, are you the king of the Jews? Which the implication there is like, hey, are you trying to start a rebellion against Rome? Are you really this person that's like, um, like like the religious leaders were claiming? Are you this dangerous person? And Jesus says, uh, you say so. <laughs> you you say I am. Um, you say so. Uh, he but he doesn't say yes I am. He doesn't. Um, but he also doesn't. Uh, he doesn't deny it uh, either. Um, 
He could have. He could have made a case to say, look, these accusations against me are completely stupid. They have no basis, in fact. Um, and and in many ways, when you read the story, uh, it's easy for us to lose sight of this, but we, I think the original readers of the story would have expected him to. Anybody would expect someone to speak up in this instance. Um, and so that's exactly what Pilate says. Aren't you going to answer? Look how many things they're accusing you of. But Jesus still did not answer. And so Pilate was amazed. He could have spoken up for himself, and he would have likely gotten off. Um, and that's what most people do when they're not guilty, right? Uh, but what we see here is that Jesus is embracing the cross. We need to afford Jesus the dignity of the cross. It wasn't this, it's not divine child abuse because Jesus chose it. He saw that path and chose to walk down it. Why? Because he loves us. God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5.8. Um, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, um, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This was Jesus' choice, um, and he did it. He chose the cross out of love for us, out of desire to help us um, find hope and peace and direction and salvation in him. He chose that path because he loves us and wants to heal us and wants to redeem us and wants to renew us. It's really good news, right? We see a contrast with Pilate and Jesus here. Pilate, on the other hand, Jesus chose to do something really, really difficult, right, at cost of his very life. Um, Pilate uh, wants to release Jesus because he knows he's innocent. He wants to give Jesus an opportunity to speak up for himself, but ultimately decides what he's going to do is to satisfy the crowd. That's how the story ends, with Pilate satisfying the crowd, doing what the crowd wants to do, um, and, and sending Jesus, sentencing Jesus to death. So this tells us something about the way the world works, primarily, like, so many, like, maybe even, like, the vast majority of decisions are made for these reasons. We want to satisfy the crowd. It's politics. We want people to be happy, but more than that, we want people off our backs. We just don't want to have to deal with things. Um, it's a really lazy way of living. Pilate, um, like, I'm not here to, um, like, vilify Pilate any more than Christians typically already do, um, I, I think he does something very human. I think that's what we see Jesus doing here is some, well, something very, um, broken human. Like, and that's all of us. We're all broken human beings. And what we tend to do is make the easy, um, like, not difficult decision to save ourselves, to appease other people so that we can be comfortable and, and left alone. <laughs> And, and go about our way. And that's kind of what Pilate does. Um, he makes the easy decision. Um, and, and it's easy because it pleases the most people, right? Um, and in contrast, following Jesus, I think, means determining not to satisfy the crowd. I think that's something we see in this passage, is that following Jesus sometimes means choosing not to go with the crowd, but more than that, like choosing not to do the things that are just going to appease everybody else. Following Jesus means making hard decisions to love and prioritize others. It means being willing to sacrifice of yourself to love and serve others and put their needs and interests ahead of your own. Um, following Jesus is really beautiful and good, um, but it's also really difficult. It's also really difficult sometimes because it means identifying um, 
ways that you could sacrifice of yourself, things you could give up, ways you could um, choose not to go with the crowd so as to lift up the needy and the vulnerable, choosing not to go with the crowd so as to love your neighbor better, choosing not to go with the crowd to ultimately honor your father. Following Jesus is not easy, but it's good. The path before Jesus wasn't easy, but it was it was really good. So how do you this week need to determine not to satisfy the crowd? How can you join Jesus in choosing the dignity of the cross? When I say choosing the dignity of the cross, I mean choosing to do with less or to suffer, um, to bless and lift other people up and point them to the hope that's found in Jesus. You have an opportunity this week. There's some way you can give of yourself to love and serve someone. I know there is. Identify it. Do it. Live it out. Um, you won't regret it. Following Jesus isn't easy. It's difficult, but it's really, really good. I hope that's good news to you today. We'll see you again next week for our next Bible film.